So, okay. I was doing a play at the High Court. It was a lavish Shakespearean production, full doublet and hose, and it was in and around the arbour at the side of the court. Yep. It had been transformed to Messina, and it was the hot ticket show in town. So there's politicians, there's diplomats. I mean, the hoi polloi, the oligoi, all rubbing shoulders. It was fabulous. I love how most of our ASIO chat is about your acting career. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is the reason I joined, because yeah. you're never going to get better tra- acting training than working for ASIO. Yeah. So anyway, it was a really great show because, you know, we were going up into the, the justices' chambers for drinks when they came to see the show. It was fabulous. Until one night, I got asked out by somebody who was in the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Okay, yeah, it was a good one. Right. Oh, okay. Now, let's okay. cut it a long intro short. We wound up back at her place. Nice. Yeah, well, I thought, hey, this is awesome. Uh, and it was a really nice place. It was one of those little converted garages you get in, in Canberra. Oh, trendy. Yeah, very nice. It had this beautiful skylight above, mm. like, the living room and then, you know, this really nice Vegemite bong on her coffee table. What? And then this very large marijuana plant. Okay. Like, huge. Like, right. Christmas tree size. And it was at that point, as she handed me the Vegemite bong, that I realised I'm suddenly in a very, very compromised position right now. Yeah. It was going to get worse. ASIO did find out about it. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Very uh-oh. This is I Spied, the leaked sex tape on a politician's iPhone. In portrait, in landscape, how does he get into that position? It's impossible. I mean, selfie sticks? Oh, look, a love sweet. Hello and welcome to I Spied. My name's Michelle Stevenson. I'm here with David Callan. I'm not even going to introduce what we do because no. I, f- I figure by now everyone should know. We'd like to think so. Well, I mean, it's a little bit up in the air what it is exactly that you do. Uh, well, what I do now is yeah. I talk about ASIO, but what I did then was I used to work for them. Well, I mean, work is kind of a liberal use of <laughs> the term. I was employed and paid by them and my duties to this day, even to them, remain a mystery. Yes. Yes. Last week we chatted about, oh gosh, all things torture. It oh, was yeah. really hard. And how you... Russian what, dentistry, remember that? Oh my God, can we not bring that up again? <laughs> and how you basically went for a vast amount of time without sleep. Yes. So this week we're going to chat. Yes, we're going to chat about... Compromise. compromise. Which about- is actually something that's been bandied about quite a bit recently. Very topical right now. Very topical. <laughs> With what's going on in Canberra. And I mean, yeah. it's very interesting that it is that whole thing that came out in Four Corners a few weeks ago mm. is very Canberra-based. Yes. For those who didn't see the Four Corners, there was a chat about a a politician who has, who was caught in a compromising position, basically yeah. was canoodling with someone that was not his wife. Snogging in a pub. Snogging in a pub. Yeah. Now, the reason why that was brought up as something that of compromise is? Well, simply put, it puts you in a compromising position because if you don't want people to know that mm. this is going on, you're in trouble if they find out. Now, there was a really great moment in uh, the Four Corners where Malcolm Turnbull said to said Minister of the Crown, not just any politician, yeah. but the highest law officer in the land, Canberra is full of spies. Now, what I found interesting was when I was on Twitter at Spy, I Spy Podcast, when I was on Twitter, a lot of people were going, oh, wow, they were saying there were spies in Canberra. Oh, yeah, all these different political parties spying on each other. No, 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 no. Canberra is a hotbed of spies. Right. We have lots of foreign intelligence officers in Canberra because that's where all of our diplomats are. Yeah, and you've seen recently as well a few a few MPs kind of being 
pulled apart because, you yeah. know, the Chinese influence. Now, that's the big thing. Someone like the Chinese are a big one to look at at the moment simply yeah. because they have so much influence over our trade. I mean, they keep cutting all of our trade off and stuff like that. That's just to be expected. We've been rude to them. But what the Chinese want to do, or any foreign power really, yes. want to do is compromise somebody in a position of power themselves, right? So if you were to, say, find a minister of the crown snogging in a pub and get a photograph of it, yep. that could put a lot of pressure on that person, particularly if they espouse themselves as being a happy and good family man with high family values and as such marriage should be disallowed for people who are gay or in a certain different sexuality. Mm. So it's the whole idea is if we can catch you out, yes. if we catch you doing something you're not supposed to do and you haven't told anyone, we've got you. We can actually start making influential inroads on you and finding out things. And how often do you think that happens, particularly in Canberra? I think it happens a lot. But the thing is, the way we were taught about it, um, and this comes back to the story that I, uh, the story of the play and going to this girl's mm. house. And uh, yes, uh, I will put my hand in the air right now and say I did smoke from the Vegemite bong. Right? <laughs> I did. And uh, was it beefy? Uh, it was. You know what? <laughs> I, 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 I got that sort of vitamin B kick with yeah. as I slowly turned into a gibbering mess. Yeah. I giggled a lot. I don't understand how that's a good first date move. No, well, no, because I just want to eat and pass out. <laughs> I tend to talk a lot. Can you believe that? Oh my god! Yeah, seriously. Oh my god! If I smoke marijuana, I talk a lot. So there's more talking. Even in more you. talking. Okay, me. great. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, but yeah, it was a very giggly and fun night. You know, we saw each other on and off for the next couple of months. This girl and I. It was it was no big relationship. I didn't smoke anything because I never went back to her place after that. We always met up right. in public, but. What happened was it was a couple of months later. I didn't think anything of it. I just went, oh, yeah, whatever, it's fine. Well, also we should say that, you know, weed is kind of legal in Canberra, in the ACT. You were you were allowed to have your own for your own consumption. Not at the time. This was pre. Yep, remember, we're going back a few years. Yeah, but I thought that even then you could. No, 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 no. no. Maybe that was just things I told myself when yeah. I was in high school. <laughs> Seriously, it's okay. Um, but here's the thing. I didn't think much about it because it was just me and the other person. Yeah. It was all consensual. And it's, there was no iPhone. And there was no iPhone. There was no. no photos. There was no record of it. And there was nothing. Yeah. Now, the thing is... Every couple of years at ASIO, you go through what's called security review, where they sit you down and they pretty much ask you the same questions they ask you when they were recruiting you. Right. You know, do you drink? Do you take drugs? Are there any instances of financial difficulty in your life at the moment? Do you gamble? All the sort of things to work out, are you in a compromised position? Yeah. And the question came up, do you take drugs? To which I went, no. Like, not thinking. I just said no. Now, the guy interviewing me turned around and he said, oh, by the way, mm. congratulations on the Shakespeare at the High Court. That was fantastic. And I went, oh, yeah, oh you saw it? And he went, yeah, 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 cool. I wouldn't have missed it. It was great. Fantastic. Well done. And uh, look, uh, I understand you met my daughter. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't, I didn't see that twist coming. No, I didn't see that twist coming either. Okay. And I Because I just went, oh, yeah, he went, yeah, yeah, cat. And I went, uh, because that was her name. Right. That was this girl's name. Yep. And I just went, he said, and the great thing is he just looked at me and went, you know, I understand you went around to her place. And yep. I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. And he went, I love going to her place. I'm so relaxed afterwards. She does amazing things with, with Vegemite. And I'm like, uh, -oh. uh, and he went, so I'm going to ask that question again, because when I'm asked that question, I say no. 
I'm going to ask you that question again. Do you take drugs? No. Good. Do we understand each other? And I went, uh, and he just looked at me and went, I know. You know. Therefore, you cannot be compromised by this. We know now. Okay. We're not going to turn around and go, what you did, you're fired. It's like, no, just tell us. Now, this is the thing about compromise. The best way to counter compromise is be open and honest about it. Right. Now, snogging someone in a pub, okay, you're open and honest about it. You're doing it in public. That's fine. But then when someone takes a photograph of you, as is the case with this Minister of the Crown, when someone takes a photo of you and then you turn around to that person and say, you're going to delete that right now, yep. now you're in a compromised position. Yes, because you're trying to hide something. You're trying to hide it, right? And there's a great case, a really interesting case that came out of the Americans when they were when the Soviet Union was the Soviet Union. Mm. The KGB monstrously compromised the US ambassador over there at one point when he his son's best friend from college came over with his son yeah. to spend a couple of weeks in Moscow and the KGB caught the ambassador flagrante delicto mm. with his son's friend. Right. A male friend. Yeah. Right. So totally compromised. But the thing is they didn't turn around and say, we're going to tell your son, we're going to tell your wife. No, we're going to tell your boss. Yeah. And that's the point of compromise. So the whole thing with compromise, and this is why it's really important we look at what's going on right yeah. now in government, is, you know what, if you're going to sleep with someone, that's cool, but you can't have your cake and, and eat it. Too. it. Right. Yeah, and I think what we're seeing more and more, specifically with Chinese influence, I mean, they don't often mention mm. it, but we're seeing more and more there's, there's state and federal MPs getting caught up in situations yes. where they've been compromised and totally. they're, they've been caught, you know, assisting people from foreign well, governments. There's, I mean, a training exercise that I went on and it was, again, it was one of those ideas of compromise. This is how, how really intricate compromise can get. One of the training exercises I did was I had to pretend to be a naval officer working as a in the submarine department or whatever, mm. right? And the trainee officer that was interviewing me basically came in and said, look, you, we understand that you met this Russian diplomat at a cocktail party. Yeah, fine. Yeah, fine. We understand he asked you for something. It's like, oh, yeah, he just wanted a sounding chart of Sydney oh, Harbour. Right. Yep. right. And it's like... You know, it's and a, a sounding chart of Sydney Harbour is not a hard thing to get. Yeah. You can go and buy one from a shop. Yeah. But he said, you know, he wanted to get one from me, you know, through from the government. He wanted to see what you know, the sounding chart of Sydney Harbour looked like. Oh, did you get it for him? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Well, look, I can not do it. And they like the whole exercise is the guy goes, no, keep giving these things to him because mm. the whole idea is if I'll get you to give me something small and unimportant. And right. then I'm going to get you to give me something not quite so small and not quite so unimportant until it gets to the point where it's like, mate, you've been giving me all this stuff yeah, and we can literally tie you up in knots and tell your boss that you've been supplying us with information. You now work for us. So it's a way of recruiting a double agent. A classic happened when I was a child. My father was Navy and at yep. one point he was working in intelligence. And limousine pulls up in our driveway in, in Canberra Right? <laughs> yep. Canberra, mate. Beautiful. Tuggeranong. I know. That's for the Canberra listeners. Tuggeranong. <laughs> Beautiful place the world. We were the 20th family to move in. Nice. Well, yeah, not really. Um, anyway, the guy pulls up in, in our driveway, limousine, out. it's a diplomatic car. Yeah. He gets out of the car and it's, if if the diplomatic car plate ends zero one, one that's the ambassador's car. Okay. This 
driver gets out of the car, picks up this big Christmas basket. It's a, just before Christmas. And it's got chocolates and nuts. That classic thing, you know, a mm. bottle of wine, mm. all this sort of stuff. Knocks on the door. My mother opened the door and just went, this is from the embassy. And mum went, oh, thank you very much, and took it inside. Dad lost the plot when he got home. Right. Because the whole thing is if somebody's sitting down the end of the street in a car with a camera and takes a photo of us accepting this basket from the embassy, they can then turn around and say, we can start this compromise going. Yes, and I, I think what we saw too on smaller terms, I mean, you yeah. saw with Barry O'Farrell, the New South Wales Premier, you know, met a few years ago. Bottle of wine. Like, bottle of wine, like ended up just quitting his job, giving up the premiership over uh, a bottle of wine. Yeah, $3,000 bottle of wine. Sam Dastiari, what was it, $2,500 worth of flights? Yes, and it, it's all because they had not claimed it. They had yeah. been open and honest and it had put them in a compromising position. Exactly. So when we talk about compromise, we could we could talk about it for leverage, foreign interference. Yes. But also, you know, from the perspective of like corporations, what do they want from? Exactly. You? So there's that thing as well, as if somebody gives you something, you have to declare it. Yep. Now, if you go to the huge extreme of compromise, there is the honey trap, right? Yep. So that is where you are essentially seduced and caught literally with your pants around your ankles. Right, it's the whole thing where you know you're in bed with the girl. The door opens. In walks yeah. the intelligence officer. Goes, yes, you now work for us. <laughs> right, because they all sounded like. Is that, that how they sound? They do. Okay. Every Russian, you know, every Russian spy. Hello, I've got you now. By the oh, short and curls. So it is like a Bond movie. It is totally. Okay. Little cat. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 also always when you're in trouble, you're you are suspended over. I've Shucks. always yeah, I've always loved that. <laughs> that whole idea of the laser beam going to cut your groin in half. It's like, dude, just shoot me. Trust me. We'll yeah, just yeah. get it over with. Well, don't forget, the whole idea of Bond has got to be able to escape so he can have sex at the end. Yeah. Why always at the end? But the the interesting thing about the sexual compromise, the honey trap, is people still get caught in it. Yeah. Right? Interestingly enough, the Prime Minister, when trying to excuse the fact that he's got ministers that are doing it with everybody whenever they can, was, oh, Human frailty. But that's not an excuse. Yeah. That, that, that may be the reason. Reason is fine. But excuse, no. You, you literally have to hold yourself to a higher standard. Right, so when I sat down with this girl and, you know, took the Vegemite bong from her hand, there was a little voice in the back of my head going, you probably shouldn't do this. But there was also the other voice from the other head going, do it, do it, do it. Have the best time ever. Yeah, impress her. <laughs> and then, when, of course, I coughed and spluttered and giggled a lot. She just went, oh, lightweight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I didn't only compromise myself in yeah. an ASIO perspective, I truly compromised myself in a cool perspective because she basically looked at me and went, you're not as cool as you think you are, Did dude. the bum bag not give it away? I wasn't wearing it. I was wearing doublet and hose. Oh, gosh. When I'm doing Shakespeare, I never get out of costume. <laughs> I wear it all the time. I wear it all the time. Yeah. yeah, so, but like what we found too, I think in recent times, there's been a lot of question over, you know, casinos mm. and, you know, whether, whether, you know, they have been paying people off. There's always a lot of question around big business well, and how they get government tenders. That whole government tender, I mean, developers are now no longer allowed to donate to political yeah. campaigns simply because the influence they have on that politician, if they get in, is massive. So the great example is in New South Wales, the 
cash for visas scandal. Yes. That if if they follow that to its in, you know to its zenith, who knows what's going to get picked up or who knows who is going to get picked up in that mess. And that's because one person has decided I'm going to do the wrong thing and no one's going to know about it and then it's the trickle down effect. It's, yeah. It picks up other people along the way. So, you know, the fact that somebody was you give me 35 grand mate, I'll get you a visa. Yeah. Well, that's that's criminal. It's, yeah. it's it's terrible and it's a hugely compromising effort or moment, not just for that person, it's hugely compromising for everyone else along the way, as, of course, Gladys Berejiklian is now finding out. Yes, and I think also we saw it to a certain extent previously with Trump mm-hmm. and the Russians and then with Joe Biden's son. There was a lot of conversation around Hunter Biden and... Uh, and that goes down to, again, going to the drug idea, um, yeah. he's a coke fiend. Yes. It's so like- you know at some point... Point, he has been compromised. Yeah, but again, George W. Bush, well, you know, well known as being somebody who was addicted to coke at one point. Yes, but he but was very honest about it. Very, yeah, exactly. That's the point. He turned around and said, "Yeah, I was a coke fiend. I was an alcoholic. Mm. I had all of these problems. I've changed. I'm a different person." And that is the point. I mean, there is redemption from compromise, but you've got to be honest about it. And the best way to avoid it is to be honest and open at the start. So, how does ASIO tackle compromise? Well, the first and most important thing is they know about it before it happens. Yep. Before you can be compromised, you've got to be honest with them. So that was the whole point. If you had a problem, you didn't hide it. Do you think ASIO would have known, like when we were talking about specifically the recent conversation around a federal politician who was caught in a compromising situation with someone who wasn't his wife, do you think they would know about that? No. No. No, I don't think they would have known about it until they were told about it. Okay. Right. They don't have like ASIO don't we don't sit don't around. Don't have spies everywhere. We don't have spies everywhere. Yeah. We just we don't have that many people. Yeah. Right. ASIO don't have that many people. But the other thing that's really impressing like interesting about that is ASIO really would have gone, Yep, that's bad. And that's it. They wouldn't have gone and spoken to him because the Prime Minister of the day had mm. actually spoken to him anyway and said, dude, put it in your pocket because yeah. it's going to cause you trouble. So the whole thing, if someone's compromised and they find out about it, they will jump on that person straight away and go, do you understand that this is happening? Right. And now if the person starts denying it and ASIO can go, look, mate, we've got the evidence, mm. relax. And again, it comes down to that thing. We know you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we know you can't be compromised if we know. But if you're not telling us, if you keep it secret, you are in trouble. For everybody out there who's having an affair, just tell your wife or husband because you know what? You'll feel better. No, you won't. Or just maybe just don't do it. Yeah. That's just the, throw, like see, that's, if you're a politician, maybe just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that excuse of, well, it's lonely in Canberra. Uh, you know what? It's lo- life is lonely. Get over it. Yeah. With ASIO getting involved in a lot of this stuff, how do you think they would su- they would find out that someone's compromised or that they've been compromised by foreign intelligence, like or say the Chinese, or how would they find out? Right. So they might it might come from somebody telling them. Right. So first and foremost, somebody will turn around and say, "Ah, uh, we think this guy might be." getting up to mischief with Mm. somebody and we don't know what to do about it. I mean, the great example, we've spoken about it before, is one of our guys picking up a girl in Mm. a pub and going home with her and then getting recorded with her. That's another way of discovering if someone's compromised. We don't catch the person. We're not following the person who's been compromised. Right. We're already watching the person who's doing the compromising. Okay. Right. So the fact is this officer slept with somebody from the Chinese intelligence service, he didn't know because he just met her in a pub. Yeah. I met a girl after a show and went back to her place and she had marijuana on the premises. Yeah. Now, Asia would probably go, was it good? Right? Yeah. Thanks for telling us. That's fine. Please don't do it again. But 
with something like uh, that guy. He met this girl. He immediately went to internal security and went, this is what's going, that's me. And they just went, well, who's going to be the lucky guy at the Christmas party this year because everyone's listening to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not everyone. Uh, but so it was the, basically a sex tape and everyone got to enjoy it. Oh, well, it, it was the talk of the town. Uh, <laughs> well, the building. Hopefully in a good way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did a lot of good reviews. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Two thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, really? Thumbs? Long word. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing is he was able to turn around and say, hey, that's me. Right. Right. Now, the organisation basically would have gone, all right, we need to put you on ice for a minute, just check to make sure everything's fine. Did she know who you were? No. Did you know who she was? No. Did it seem like you were being set up? No. Well, lucky you. You got what, away with it. Was he set up? Or you, no, you no, 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 no. Literally, she, they, they, they just met. Eyes across a crowded room. Okay. Both in the mood. Off they went. Yeah. It, there was, and uh, you know, are you going to see her again? I, I don't have a phone number. It okay. was, it was a very amicable. See yeah. you later. Thanks very much. But yes, it felt like we were just, you know, two people having a game of squash. <laughs> For want of a better word, that was the sport that came to mind. I don't know why. Small uh, balls? Uh, yeah, a lot of thwacking. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone take that image home. Um, <laughs> it's stuck now. Yeah, Russian dentistry and squash. Uh, What's going on? Uh, so the whole thing is he was able to completely diffuse the situation by going, that's me and there is nothing to this, right? An interesting one was uh, an ASIO officer compromised himself rather largely when he started claiming expenses that were really quite crazy, like right. two tickets to Frank Sinatra, Liza Minnelli and Sammy Davis Jr. at the Sydney Entertainment Centre, which is – and they were like $750 tickets. Yeah. And the whole thing – his reason – he doesn't work there anymore. Yeah. His reason was, oh uh, – I'm running an agent and this is how we're meeting. It's like you need $1,500 for two tickets to a show. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to recruit her. I'm pretty sure she's an intelligence officer for a foreign government. No, it's just his girlfriend. Oh, my gosh. Right. So he literally compromised himself yeah. through embezzling money from the organisation. Yeah. Now, the organisation do not take kindly to that and, of course, he was summarily dismissed. Another example was one of our translators who – befriended a, a diplomat, not realising he was a foreign intelligence officer. Mm. And that guy kept sort of saying, oh, can you get me? I just need a little bit of this or I need a bit of information on that. And again, it started as tiny little bits of incremental information that got worse and worse and worse right. until the organisation literally had to bug this guy's office inside the building right. to get the evidence to turn around and go, you are now officially a spy for a foreign power. You've been compromised. Wow. So it happens. It it does happen and it can be it can be incredibly damaging. Do you think it's happening more now? Like the the need for foreign our foreign neighbors to find out exactly what is going on. Yeah. Oh, um I think the attempts are greater and I that's what confuses me the most is it's like we know this is happening, why aren't people realizing that's happening? But also the whole idea of compromising somebody is a very very subtle thing. I mean, the whole recruitment sort of prism that you work through is mice, money, ideology, compromise, yeah. ego. And we've spoken about yeah, it. Yeah, and we've spoken about it. Yeah. It's the compromise that's really the powerful one. Yeah. Because compromise is very hard to switch off once you're caught. Ego, you know, that's just, you know, you're, you're pandering to some narcissist. Mm. That that You've got to have a narcissist to pander to. Ideology can change. Money, you can always pay someone more. But if you've got them compromised, 
you own them. You literally own them. And unless they make a full and clear confession to their own side saying, this is what I've done, this is how it happened, this is what's going on, you are compromised and they will keep you there. And And I I think that that's, sorry to interrupt, I think that that's what's probably most important and kind of forgotten in this whole like catching politicians out. It's not about catching them out. It's about them putting themselves in a position that they are open to compromise from foreign interference. Exactly. And that and that that to me is is more profound than where they're putting their penis. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. It's you know where you put your your tockley, That's up to you. Yeah. Good luck and have have a great time. But you yeah. know what? Don't do it on a public bar. Yeah. The fact that again, the fact that it was staff, it, it kind of softens the blow, but not really when you consider that mm. if you did that in the corporate world, you'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, and um, that's that's the that's the difference between the corporate world and you know. And politics. politics. But also the final nail in the coffin in this situation is you have purported yourself to – your ideology purports you to be a good, wholesome family man mm. and you are patently not. Yes. Right? Now – So that that is a whole world of compromise. And, look, we, we could talk about that specific example over and over, but I think from the perspective of – government and politicians, federal, state, or even, you know, overseas, yeah. and we see it quite a lot, There, there is a need for them to kind of really be squeaky clean. Mm. You literally have to live a, a cleaner life. Yeah. Right? The, the, the moral, I don't, see, I don't have a problem with the morality of it. No. But I personally wouldn't do it. I'm, I'm a very dedicated husband. You know, love my wife, think she's great. I just uh, don't have time and I'm tired all the time. So I don't understand how these people work it into their day. It took me long enough to get my wife used to me. <laughs> I do not have time to train someone else up. And I don't think they'd have the patience now. <laughs> I do not think anybody else would have the patience to put up with. With my crap. Also, I don't want to go through the whole thing of like being naked in front of someone new. I mean, uh, I just got used to this one person. Yeah, I've got to. I've got to <laughs> tell you, it's like, and I look. I'm going to be really honest here. I don't have a problem. Getting, no, don't don't be too honest. <laughs> I don't have a problem nuding up. All right, I'm an actor. <laughs> nuding up doesn't bother me. Oh, you should see. Me. You should see my wedding photos. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I wore a kilt. Bad idea. Uh, <laughs> literally, right. I could compromise myself. From my wedding photos, if I, I think to. I think you're a walking compromise. I totally am. I mean, wow! I'm talking about ASIO. How compromised am I? But the um, wonderful thing is, you're very open and honest. About yes. It. All right. Again, it's yeah. that whole idea of being yeah. open. Be honest. Don't lie, because you, it's the lie that's the problem. Yeah. It's not the actual compromising situation that's the problem. It's the lie, because again, you know, the bigger the lie, the harder it is to juggle. I mean, there's that great thing of if you tell a person a lie and you know, and often enough and big enough, they'll mm. believe it. But the the thing is, you've got to keep that lie in your head. Yeah. And that's the bottom line of compromise. Don't lie about it and you'll be all right. So, look, I mean, I feel like that's a good place to end off. We've we've learnt a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. can you just put your shorts back on? I'll put my shorts back on now and I'll put down the bed of my jar. Sorry about that. Joy, I really talked a lot today, didn't I? There was a, there was a lot of nakedness and I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. Um, so, you know, that was a good episode, talking compromise, ASIO, politicians, what it means. All being an things. actor, high court, being the toast <laughs> of the town. There was no toast of town. No, right. No. More really. toast. Yeah. Vegemite. Oh, yeah, totally. Together. Very toasted. But next week, very excited. Oh, I am so excited. I'm thrilled. We have a must-listen episode 
I couldn't recommend this more highly, especially if you've got a real fascination with China and so Chinese much, influence. So much is going on in China at the moment. Nobody really knows what it's going on. So we're bringing in an expert. I think we needed to. I think so because I'm I'm an idiot. I don't know anything. Well, and to, to be honest, I don't think many people actually do. So we've brought in a mate of yours. Old mate of mine. He is a security consultant. He's worked with the Chinese intelligence service. His name is Neil Fergus. Or Ferg. Ferg. We we'll like to call him Ferg. Ferg. His friends do. Are we his friends? Well, you will be. He he just tolerates me. Fair. 